There Donald is. Trump is now leaving Donald the motorcade Trump's and he's going to be yeah. heading in. It looks like this is as close as cameras are getting right now, but Donald Trump is now heading in to that courthouse. And we know that there are cameras there, although he's on the other side. Um, so we don't know if he will come through and try to talk to the cameras first or go into the courtroom immediately. We will see there, you can see inside uh, of the courthouse there uh, as they wait for Donald Trump and his entourage to come through. You know, Donald Trump in the courtroom, let's listen. of the single greatest witch hunt of all time. We have a rogue judge who rules that properties are worth a tiny fraction, one one hundredth, a tiny fraction of what they actually are. We have a racist attorney general who's a horror show who ran on the basis that she was going to get Trump before she even knew anything about me. She used this to run for governor. She failed in her attempt to run for governor. She had virtually no polling. She came back and she said, well, now I'll go back to get Trump again. And this is what we have. It's a scam. It's a sham. Just so you know, my financial statements are phenomenal. They are actually less in terms of the numbers used than All the actual All right, you've been listening to Donald Trump as he's getting ready to walk into the courtroom. Donald Trump speaking. I think now we know for sure this is a yeah. campaign event exactly for right. Donald Trump more than a legal proceeding. Yes, he is going to walk into that courtroom, but it does appear that what actually takes place in the courtroom in the next few minutes may be incidental compared to what he feels he can get out of it for campaign purposes. You heard him going after the judge. You heard him going after the attorney general in this case. Uh, and again, this is no longer a bug of the Trump campaign. Yeah. This is the feature. The Trump campaign is the, um, the legal operation that he is facing right now. And one thing we should make clear, though he is using this in, in to some extent to a success in the Republican primary, he is losing this civil case already. He has already had a major ruling go against him that will cost him money and as it stands has lost him control of the thing he has held most dear until this point, which is control of the Trump organization. He could lose significant control of that now. He may be using that for political gain, but right now he's got no choice. This yeah, is the situation that's... he faces. He's trying to take advantage of that situation. Um, I, I suppose we should ask, as he is speaking here, Ellie, and he's said some inflammatory things, he's about to walk into that courtroom. I don't know if the judge is watching TV, but the judge sooner or later will hear what he just said. Yeah, for sure. And, and Donald Trump has put similar sentiments on his true social feed. It's a counterintuitive strategy to openly attack the person who's going to be rendering the verdict in this case, the judge, it seems to me, Donald Trump's 
strategy here is essentially damn the torpedoes full speed ahead. He understands he's not going to kiss up to this judge. He's not going to try to please this judge. I think he realizes he's going to lose. As John said, he already has lost the first count, the most important count. I think he's trying to A, make a political appeal. B, I think his legal approach here is going to be his lawyers. They're going to be tr hoping to set the stage for appeal, hoping that they can find something that was procedurally incorrect, find some sort of bias in the judge that will justify an appeal. But he, he's leaning into this for sure. Can we just talk about what the words that he used? Because he's done this before. And every time he goes after uh, the judge or the attorney general um, and saying that she's racist, they get threats. Yeah. Like, this is actually dangerous for them every time he does it. And I do think we have to call it out every time. We get used to it because he does it every single time. But there are real consequences yeah. to these statements. They are, in my view, what we just heard is over the line. Look, you, you are allowed, as a defendant in a criminal case or a civil case, you're allowed to criticize the prosecutor. You're allowed to criticize the other party. You're allowed to criticize the judge. Again, query whether that's a smart decision. Right. But you can do that. But there is a line. And when you get to the point of calling the attorney general a racist, when you get to the point of saying some of the things that I won't repeat about this AG, about other right. prosecutors, about the judge, that becomes dangerous. And the question is, will either the prosecutors in any of these cases or the judges in any of these cases do anything about it? We see that starting to happen now in one of the criminal cases, the federal case in D.C., the judge is considering a gag order as we speak. And by the way, these statements that we're hearing today probably aren't going to help Donald Trump in arguing right. against that. Right. The, Kristen Holmes, I want to get back out to you, <clears throat> standing uh, outside Trump Tower. The, what, what, hap what is happening right now is exactly what you have been hearing from his advisors. I mean, I don't know if you, if you have a monitor out there, Kristen, you could see it, but the stagecraft of this is notable in and of itself, which was Donald Trump stood there for a period of time. This was not a passing commentary that he was making on the way in to face a judge. He stood there and waited for the cameras, I would assume, to adjust, to prepare, and make sure everyone's mics were ready before he began speaking um, to, like, a for a long period of time, really, before mm. he made his commentary. This speaks to just what you said. This is part of his campaign. This is his campaign now. Yeah, and I talked to a number of sources for the last several months as to what exactly it would look like when he is in the middle of all of these trials and trying to run a presidential campaign. And it was really unclear how they were going to plan for it. Originally, they had said that they thought legal maneuvering would help delay the election at the trial till after the election. But it became clear that these trials would likely go on while he was running for president. Now it seems as though they have figured out at least one way to campaign while he is going on trial, and that is to make the trials themselves a form of a campaign event. And as you noted, he knew exactly where the cameras were, and he knew exactly what was needed uh, for the cameras to be ready to take his remarks, for the networks, for the news outlets to say he is going up to the podium, he is going up to the cameras, uh, he's about to speak, and then waited and then spoke and delivered those remarks. Remarks that he says on the campaign trail every day, but yet don't get picked up because we often do not report on them because of the fact that they are oftentimes not accurate and not true. Uh, and so because of that, though, now we know they are going to be looking at these legal uh, events, these trials, as an opportunity to essentially campaign. They paraded him down there. And again, they know every single twist and turn here when it comes to visual optics and press. I, I was in Michigan last week when he spoke at that non-union shop, and they'd set up a stage that had Trump flanked on either side by groups of people that had signs that said, union members for Trump. That is 
not an accident. That is intentional. That is for optics. It was a made-for-television event, so the cameras would show that union members, which we don't have, you know, we don't have confirmed that they were union members, but that was the show that they were putting on the camera there for that. That is one thing that Donald Trump and his team are very good at. And I do think it's interesting to note here, again, I have been talking to his team for weeks, months, about how he is going to be on the trail if he is in trial every single day. And it does appear that this is one strategy that they are definitely going to try in terms of campaigning for president 2024. And again, Donald Trump speaking He's there. He's still talking. He's still about. talking. Kristen, stand by. Donald Trump, among other things, called this judge, uh, you know, Judge Arthur Angoran, a rogue judge. He can't be more than, than 30 yards from where the judge is right now behind another door. We should also note the attorney general of New York is about 30 feet away behind the door that Donald Trump is speaking at right now. I want to bring Paula Reed back into this discussion because Donald Trump is talking and talking and talking and talking in front of cameras <laughs> now, uh, making statements that if they don't allow cameras in this courtroom, to a certain extent will go unanswered on camera, Paula. Yeah, watching him uh, address the cameras, just as he did when we were covering him at the White House, just as he does uh, on the campaign trail, it's a reminder to me, and I think a strong argument for cameras being in the courtroom, not just for this case, but for all of the cases that he is facing. He has a massive platform. He is arguably one of the most famous people in talking. the world. And he... And you see him there headed, uh, headed into yeah. court. He was flanked by his lawyers. I'm sure they were not thrilled about this. Um, but this is what he is going to do, likely throughout these cases, especially headed in uh, to the election. But I think there is an argument to be made that if he is able to stand in front of cameras and say pretty much whatever he wants about the judge, about the prosecutors, about the case, the American people should have the right to see what exactly is happening minute by minute, second by second in that courtroom? Thankfully, we have freedom of the press. We have reporters in there who will be bringing people details. But it's not the same as if you had cameras in there and anyone who is interested, anyone who wanted to check what he was saying could tune in and say, well, what is going on with this judge? What is he like? What is the attorney general? What, what is she like? What is her office saying? I think the fact that we saw him use these cameras, he did not do this uh, when he came for the criminal case, the district attorney's case earlier this year. But to see how he's using those cameras, I think that is one of the strongest arguments for having not just still photographers at the top of a hearing, but to have cameras in the courtroom covering this live so that people can see for themselves and don't rely on the former president for the blow-by-blow blow of what exactly is going on here.